0: Like, I didn't, you know, I used to walk around, like, uh, wanting people to see me in a certain way, having a Swiss watch, you know, driving the fancy car, living in a nice house, flying in a private jet, you know, and and I just lost my desire for that. So I, I noticed those things. Those were big differences in my life that I noticed, like, this is different. Like, you know, all of a sudden, I began to believe that it was possible. And beyond that, like the Holy Spirit started to break those like things in my life—the shame that I had been living under, the condemnation—like I didn't think it was possible to live without that. And He began to break those things down, and I was able to start living like a whole person, free and transparent. And like I just didn't think that was possible. So, uh,
1: what testimony are you sharing today? My encounter with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Could you give us some background as to your views of the Holy Spirit, of how you grew up? Just
0: give us some context of your life before fully encountering the Holy Spirit? So I grew up in a home where you know we really believed in the Bible. We studied the Bible, I read through the Bible. Our whole family would read through the Bible uh, in a year. We'd, we'd read a chapter in the Old Testament and a chapter in the New Testament every morning. So that's how I grew up I, and I grew up I, I grew up loving Bible trivia. Um, knowing, just knowing a lot of the Bible, and I even in college, I went on to start a degree in Old Testament history. Um, in fact, I'm two classes shy of having a bachelor 's degree in Old Testament history before I kind of realized, wait a second, there's only really one thing you can do with this, and that's become a pastor, and I didn't at that time in my life didn't want to become a pastor, so I changed my major. So I, I have a pretty deep knowledge of the actual scripture. Um, but what I wasn't taught um, at least not well, was what it meant to actually have a relationship with God and what role the Holy Spirit plays in that relationship. In fact, I grew up in a church that did not believe in um, the work of the Holy Spirit uh, today uh, through the lives of believers, through healings and miracles. I mean, there's it's a weird dichotomy because you know, in the church I grew up in, you would find people who believe like God could do a miracle, but they would find it very hard to believe that you could pray for someone and they would be healed, you know, but God could do a miracle. He could heal somebody, but it would be like not through that person, right? So that's kind of the, the home I grew up in. I mean, to the extent that my, my, um, my parents had friends that were in, uh, in uh, charismatic churches. Uh, in fact, we had a, fr- a good friend who was the pastor of the Assemblies of God Church in our local town and my father would talk about you know let's go and see if if uh, if i speak in dutch because we're dutch um so dutch was my first language he would say um let's go speak in dutch and see if they'll interpret it you know (laughs) kind of mocking the holy spirit so that's the that's the home i grew up in and, and kind of the perspective that i had on the holy spirit i mean it was very skeptical i would see like Friends or people that I knew that, you know, went to I mean, I grew up in the era of like the Toronto revival and the, the Brownsville revival and, and we would just we would just mock those people. Like they would go down there and we'd see videos of people getting slain in the spirit or barking or whatever they were doing and, and the whole like the whole feeling around it was like a very mocking feeling of of that whole thing. It was like that's that's not the Holy Spirit, that's just people being crazy. In fact, that's Satan doing that, you know. Yeah. How did uh, living
1: without that power, how did living without the Holy Spirit, now looking back at it, how did that affect your life?
0: Yeah, that didn't work so well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that the Holy Spirit, you know, could give you the power that you need to, to walk out your Christian life. So I was trying to do it on my own without Him. And, you know, I went through spurts of like, yes, I went a year without looking at porn or this or that. And... And then it would be like, oh no, you know, I'd fail or whatever, and um, I'd have some sin in my life. And yeah, walking without the Holy Spirit is a walk without power.
1: Could you share more? Uh, I mean, obviously you're a good friend of mine, so you've been through a lot. I know you've been through a lot, but if you could just share a little bit more as far as like um, what that life really looked like without the
0: full power of the Holy Spirit. What that looked like was, uh, I was very involved in church, I mean, I grew up in the church. I had a faith. I love church. I, w- I want I wanted to be a good Christian. Um, I mean, I went through. I remember as a teenager, I went through the experiencing God course, and I remember thinking, like maybe I can actually learn how to hear God's voice. But um, you know, because I didn't have uh, I didn't have that close relationship with the Holy Spirit. I hadn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, it, You know it's like trying to see in the fog it's like trying to you walk into a warehouse that's dark and you can't see anything in there that's what it felt like and um, you know as as I grew older and time passed and I'm still struggling along in the flesh you know as the brokenness that had you know been introduced into my life grew Which it will grow, you know. If if God doesn't heal that brokenness, make no mistake about it. It's it may be buried there. At some point, those things are going to pop out, and things are going to, you know, those those things are going to grow. Those open doors to the enemy, you know, he's gonna he's gonna pounce on that every chance he's got, and he's gonna try to develop that brokenness in you, and in me. That was sexual brokenness. So you know, it it started to grow. You know, I remember I had defeated it for a while. And we were living in an apartment building and um and my wife and i were standing at the elevator to go down to our car and right next to the elevator was the door which was the door to open to the trash chute and there was a little space where you could you know there were you could pile cardboard boxes and whatnot in there we're standing there at the elevator and for whatever reason the elevator took a really long time and suddenly the door opens after we've been standing there for like three minutes. I mean, the trash chute is probably like this deep or whatever, and then there's like the actual trash chute. And this dude like opens the door and walks out of the trash chute. And we're like, what was he doing in there? So we, we went out to the store, whatever we were doing, and later we came back and I had to take trash to the trash chute. and I, um, And I opened the door of the trash chute and there's a stack of like Hustler magazines right there. And I believe that the guy was like trying not to walk out with his magazines. He might have had them, and I don't know if he was going to throw them away or he just had them with him. But he clearly heard us coming and didn't want to walk out of the trash chute. And I, I saw them, and I picked it, I picked one up.
1: And what are Hustler magazines?
0: It's it's a graphic pornography magazine. Like it's much more graphic than Playboy. Hmm. So what what happened after that? So I picked one up and I took it with me and um and you know i i, I kind of started to drown in pornography i had been able to resist it for a while i think we were married 2 years at the time and you know that was kind of my reintroduction into pornography
1: what what um can obviously you 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 went through a lot but what was what was the moment or could you give us some insight as to what led up and what happened when you
0: first came into contact with the Holy Spirit? So, all along, I started working in my early career. I worked in a lot of nonprofit uh, kind of functions and organizations. So, I was working in a nonprofit based in England, and um, became very close with the founder. He became a spiritual mentor to me, and. He opened the door largely to um, what it was possible, you know, to have how what what was the possibility in having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He was um, He was a strong, spirit-filled believer, um, had actually um, had a lot of training under Derek Prince, uh, who I admire as well. and uh, and he and I traveled for, I think it was th- three years straight, um, I mean, the first year. I probably wasn't more than 50 feet from the guy for three months straight. I mean, we went all over the place. We went all over the United States. I traveled extensively in Eastern Europe with him, Ukraine um, and whatnot. And, um, and so uh, I began to experience more and more people who had a relationship with the Holy Spirit that I didn't know before. I mean, I didn't uh, know anyone who had that kind of walk. So that began to, to plant a hunger in me uh, for the Holy Spirit, I I saw that that there was a a difference in a power, and like I saw something that I didn't have, and I wanted it, and I was like, well, I believe in God, like I have faith, I believe in Jesus and what He did for me on the cross, but this was different, like, and you know, in the church I was that I had grown up in didn't teach really like that part of Acts where Jesus talks about sending you know, the Holy Spirit and power, you know? And I didn't know what that meant, and I started to see it in these people's lives, and it was attractive. So, um, along with him, some other people in that in that circle, in, in and around that organization um, began to talk with me more and more about the Holy Spirit, and they were people I could just ask questions to. You know, I'd be on a trip with my, with my friend Phil, and, you know, we would talk for hours, stay up late at night going through stuff, and, and I was able just to, like, honestly ask him stuff. And it began to, you know, open a door in my life and in Kathy's life, because he was really a spiritual mentor to both of us, him and his wife. And um, it opened a door in our life to, to like seeing what was possible. I started to kind of diverge at the same moment, like as I was experiencing these things and meeting these people and getting this inspiration, I also started to like just not be able to fight my sexual brokenness anymore. So at that time, like here, I am involved in like Christian ministries and nonprofits and churches, and but I'm getting deeper and deeper into sin, and so I'm starting to close myself off and like hide from God and all that shame and condemnation because that's what I felt like I've been in a you know growing up in a home where you got to be a good Christian boy, and man, it was shameful if you were like in sin, especially you know sexual sin. Kathy, my wife, on the other hand, she um, she just really started to pursue a deeper and deeper relationship with God, and she started to find healing from things that she had been through um, in her life and growing up. And you know, she began to say things to me like, "Well, I see these things in the Bible. I see you know, healings and miracles and and the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, and and I want those in my life. I want the Holy Spirit in my life." And so she began to pursue Him. And break the way in our you know pave, pave the way a breakthrough break in our family to, to bring the Holy Spirit into our family.
1: What uh, could you take us into that specific moment as to when you received the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit?
0: Yes. so Kathy and I uh, went and visited a friend who we met through uh, working with that ministry um, in. Um, November of that year, and we stayed with her during Thanksgiving. It was a great trip. We we really love her, and uh, Kathy ended up asking her to pray for her to, you know, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and um, so that happened in, in Thanksgiving of that year. Kathy starts just, like, growing like crazy. The Holy Spirit is, like, opening her up and, like, starting to speak to her, and all of a sudden, she's hearing God, and, like, she's and she's seeing things, and like she's beginning to have this whole new level of relationship with with God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And you know, so I'm at the same time I'm coming to a place in my brokenness where I'm just I'm just lost. I'm like, don't know how to get back to God. I I, I feel like I have I have crossed the line. I've gone too far. Like there's no way that I can that I can be free from the things that I've that I've gotten involved in. And I, and I start to feel really hopeless. And and I see Kathy going through this stuff, and I'm like, you know, attracted by it. I want that in my life, but I feel like how am I ever gonna get there if these people only knew, you know, the real me. And um, so Kathy's growing, and like we're involved in a, in a church where they're, they're very resistant to the Holy Spirit. And um, so a friend of ours who we, we knew that clearly was Spirit-filled, um, he, uh, he said, you know what, I'm going to come up uh, and I want to I talk with you guys. He's like, you know, I see the angel stir in the water and I, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to, you know, come and, and talk to you guys. So Kathy had some questions about praying for healing and things like that. And, um, and that's what sparked that conversation. And he saw something happening in our life that um, he was, you know, he wanted to be part of it. So he came up, talked to us. And... Um, And before he left, he's like, you know what? So he drove like four hours up to see us, and he was going to drive back (laughs) home. (laughs) Um, And he he had been in our house for like an hour and a half, two hours. And he's like, let me pray for you guys before before I go. And I thought, you know, I've been around a lot of people who pray, you know, let's pray. And it's like a two minute, you know, bless these guys, and that's it. No, this turned into like, the Holy Spirit clearly was communicating to him that he was trying to get through to me because. This turned into, you know, are you ready to surrender your whole life to the, you know, to God? Are you ready to receive the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to surrender to Him? To surrender your whole will and all that you are? And I was in a place where I was just, I was at rock bottom, and I had nothing else to lose. And I was like, God, I am, I surrender. For the first time in my life, I let go of the possibility of, of, you know, keeping everything to myself and keeping everything hidden and allowing the Holy Spirit in. And, um, and so I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that night. Now, I didn't speak in tongues that night. I didn't, like, nothing crazy happened that night. But um, I woke up the next morning and, you know, I couldn't do the things that I had been doing. Um, you know, the first thing that I noticed um, you know, it was like, let me back up there. It was like a, it was like God began to like, my heart began to flutter. Like God began to like plant this hope in me. And there was, there was something different. I woke up that next morning and I knew there was something different. I was feeling things and I was not sure what it was. And I went to do some of the things that I normally do. Like I, I I used to start the day looking at pornography and I pulled out my phone and I just couldn't pull it up, And I was like, this is weird. I mean, I, I had spent 28 years in sexual brokenness. It had become so much a part of me. I had no idea that I could live without that. Um, so I pull out my phone and I can't pull it up. I'm like, I, I can't do it. So then I get in my car to go to work, and music had been a big part of um, my like descent into sexual brokenness. I had a I had a um, an account, a Spotify account with like a whole like bunch of playlists of, like, just really sexually explicit music that, that like, I would just listen to whenever I wasn't at home, you know, basically, when I was away from my family, um, and they didn't know that I had that, Kathy didn't know I had that, and I would listen to it, and um, I just couldn't listen to that, and for whatever, like, the Holy Spirit, like, had me put on a worship song. I mean, I never listened to worship music. I never listened to Christian music. And I get in my car, and I put on a worship song. Um, I remember what it was. It was Carrie Joe, uh, Keeper of My Heart. And I played that song on the way to work, and I couldn't stop listening to it. I kept putting on a repeat, and I'm like bawling on the way to work. I don't know what God was working out in me. I mean, I I have an idea, but he's, you know, just through that, he started to like work things out. I knew there was something different. I pull into my office building and pull up to like the the parking uh, valet guy that parked my car every day for me. And I'm sitting in there crying. And he's I'm thinking, this guy must think I'm nuts. You know, he's looking at me like, what is going on with this guy? But so like, I couldn't, so I couldn't do the music. And then like, you know, I was one you know I had I was so deep in my sexual brokenness that you know I would walk down the street and every woman that I saw I would imagine what it would be like to have sex with that woman like i i i it was like I couldn't stop it I couldn't imagine not having that you know thought process in my life I didn't know what it was like to live without that I mean I would wake up thinking about it I would have dreams about about it and I was walking around and I didn't have that. And I was like, you know, it was like everything, like the music, the the porn, the 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 thought life, it was like god, like I felt like I felt like like my heart was fluttering. It was like, "Oh my gosh, is this really possible? Can I actually be free of this? Is this going to last?" You know, I was like I was dumbfounded because you got to understand, like, I was so deep in this stuff. It was so much a part of me. I had no idea how to think about my life without that. So, like, you know, step by step, and it wasn't just the sexual brokenness, it was money and, like, things that I desired. Like, he, like, took those desires away from me. I had, I had spent an inordinate amount of money on a car that um, it was just ridiculous. It was the dumbest purchase I ever made. And, um, and I just had no desire for that car anymore, you know? Like, I didn't, you know, I, I used to walk around, like, uh, wanting people to see me in a certain way, having a Swiss watch, you know, driving the fancy car, living in a nice house, flying in a private jet, you know? And and I just lost my desire for that. So I, I noticed those things. Those were big differences in my life that I noticed, like, this is different, like, you know, All of a sudden, I began to believe that it was possible. And beyond that, like, the Holy Spirit started to break those, like, things in my life, the shame that I had been living under, the condemnation, like, I didn't think it was possible to live without that. And He began to break those things down, and I was able to start living like a whole person, free and transparent, and, like, I just didn't think that was possible, so.
1: What does your life look like now,
0: today? With walking with the Holy Spirit, so um, you know all those experiences—they were just the tip of the iceberg of like the changes that God was going to bring into my life. Um, within a very short time of um, experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, one of the things that He was—that He was working out in me was to to live as one person, because I had started to live. Like, as one person you know, with my family and in church, and another person completely away from my family and outside of church. I mean, a totally different person. And God was bringing me back into that one person. But to do that, there was a lot of things he had to remove out of my life and a lot of brokenness that he had to um, that he had to heal. And so one of the things that happened very quickly after receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, my business experienced huge financial losses. I'm talking millions of dollars of financial losses. We nearly lost everything, and um, you know, and it was a really hard thing to go through. Uh, and most people, I don't know how they deal with that without the Holy Spirit, because it's gut wrenching to experiencing those kind of losses. And I believe that God. Use those things. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to say that God, you know, took away my money, but I think that God uses those experiences to, to bring us closer to Him, and He'd certainly did that in me. There was a whole shift He had to achieve in me on Him being my provider, on my perspective on money, on my pride, on you know. There's this whole shift that had to happen that I just I don't see how it would have happened if I hadn't had that loss. In this dependency on him, like to shift my perspective out of like this self like i I worked out of my flesh like all this success into depending on him to provide and to, to lead me in, in the things that I was doing and and how and how I was doing them so what my life looks like now compared to before is drastically different.
1: What can you say to anybody that um maybe is hesitant to uh, search for the Holy Spirit, maybe doesn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit,
0: Uh, maybe is listening and wants to encounter the Holy Spirit. What can you say to them? I think I would start with, you know, number one, I feel you, I, I was there. Like, I was completely skeptical about the Holy Spirit. I did not, you know, believe in, you know, I didn't think that people could speak in tongues. I didn't think you could pray for someone to be healed. I thought it was all fake, you know. At the same time, I believe God could do that. So I'm not sure where, you know, the dichotomy was in my mind. Um it's something I think Satan likes to plant in a lot of people like that, you know, no, God doesn't work that way. Um but I so number one, I understand I was there and I was there for, you know, thirty some years. So the other thing I would say to you is, I mean, do you ever read the Bible and and see like the apostles in the Book of Acts and see like the miracles that God performs through people and see Jesus saying like greater things will you do you know will, that you'll do even greater than than the, that you, what you've seen? Do you ever see those things and think to yourself, I want that in my life? I would encourage you to explore that thought in that path because the Holy Spirit does want that for your life. He can uh, come into your life in a new way. He can empower you. He can baptize you. He can fill you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Those things are possible. So that's what I would encourage you.